Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, you are listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. You can log on to thepetpsychic.com, that's the PetPsychic.com for all things animal communication. Call 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693 to get on the show right now. And you can join us in the chat room that's not open yet. Sorry, not doing my job. I'm your producer and co-host, I Kusuhara, but I will get that open right now. So don't you worry, everyone. I'm doing it. Done. Hey, Laura. Hey there. So I just read Storm King's, um, you know, column on your blog. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. I love it. I know. Isn't he the cutest ever? He is. He's so, he's just so wise, that Storm King. I know. So Stormy wrote his column. He does a Stormy, um, like a Dear Stormy column, and this, this week's Dear Stormy was helping someone who's suffering. Calm and healing thoughts and prayers can help. Yeah. Um, one of the things that he said, should I read one of the things he said? Sure. It's not good to feel sorry for her, meaning Seymour. We were talking about Seymour the bird or anyone who's feeling ill or so, anyone who's suffering. It's not yeah. a good feeling to feel sorry for her because then she will feel sorry for herself. And that is not a, a good feeling to live with day to day. Connect with the image of health to the love in your heart and breathe over and over again with that image and feeling. Timora will feel that energy. So will all the angels that are helping your family. There are angels helping you. And I think that's a good one for all those people who have animals who are, you know, sick or animals that they have rescued or animals that they see have, um, oops, sorry, who animals who they see, you know, the suffering on the the rescue pictures and the rescue photos. And when we feel sorry for them, we send out that feeling to the animal. And so if we can really kind of picture them happy and healthy and being okay with their situation and right. giving them something positive to think about, then um, it can very much change. And also it brings in the spirits or the a higher power that can also help those beings. Yeah. I think that's so interesting that Storm King says that because it makes me think about how sometimes, you know, there's that difference with empathy where you can have empathy and understand, you know, try and understand someone's condition without feeling sorry for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and it's in, such right? a, yeah, it's such a fine line of like when you're, you know, with the compassion or then when you're too, you know, and then you get too tied to the story and then it becomes more of a feeling sorry for them and that sort of a thing. But that's really, that's really good. Yeah, because it's true. It's very, I think it's important to have empathy and have compassion and sort of get that feeling of touch of, of, you know, that suffering, sort of feel that. I mean, anyone who's intuitive or empathetic will feel that suffering within them and and may feel like crying or feel sorry, but then to change it and manifest it mm-hmm. into something else. Exactly. So not to push it away completely, just feel it for a moment and then change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. That's really cool. I know that mm. I feel like, do you think that maybe one of these days with Storm King's blog or all the things that he's ever said, like, I know we've talked about a book, but, you know, it would be kind of cool if you can compile all of it or something. I know. I want to do a Stormy's book. I've been thinking a lot about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Does he have a signature? Do, do what did you say? Does he have a signature, like a paw print? Have you done his no, paw print? No, he doesn't. Before? Maybe we should get a signature. It might be like a little nose print. <laughs> you know how they leave them on the windows and stuff? Yeah, yeah. you got to, like, get him a little signature, like a, you know, get some sort of um, safe ink or something and get him to do a little signature. 
<laughs> I want to get my so Storm King cute. book signed. I know, right? All right, we're going to do that. All right. All right, so let's go to our first caller, who is Latasha, who's been on our show several times. She's our show friend. And uh, Latasha, you're on. Tell us uh, what's been going on with Sammy, and can you describe for our listeners who Sammy is, what he looks like, and all that stuff? Of course, yes. Hi, Laura. Hi, I. How are you? Good. Hi, Latasha. Good. So I just posted Sammy's picture on your Facebook page, and you talked to Sammy um, Thursday. It was the Thursday before December 9th, and he was having congestive heart failure, and it was his time to go. It was getting close, but he had a lot of concerns about going to heaven. He had a lot of questions, and um, and one of the things he asked for was cake. So I brought him some cake that weekend, and then he passed away on December 9th. Oh, so sweet. I know. So, he is, we so you want to check on him and see how he's doing on, in heaven? Yes, and I also want to know if the timing was okay because, you know, there's always that hesitation. I know he said that he wanted to tell us with his eyes, but there's always that hesitation of is, is this the right time, you know, did we pick mm-hmm. a good time? Is he comfortable about how everything went that day? Mm. Um, did you feel like he told you with his eyes? Do you feel like he told you? I do. Um I, I, we all were talking with him and laying with him and just asking him. And I sat down with him and I asked him if, if he was ready to go. And I could tell he just looked so tired. Mm. You know? Aww. I know it's hard because we do sort of feel like we're playing God. But, yes, uh, we'll yeah, let's ask him. Let's see how he's doing. Hold on. <laughs> I love this picture of the two of you. It's so sweet. He says he's great. He says, you know my whole body? It's like bigger now. It's like I'm a big dog. So he's sort of saying like his spirit body is bigger. It's expanded. He says, do you know the feeling of snuggling in bed? It looks like he's kind of rolling on his side and on his back on the sheet or on the blanket. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time now. And I walk over them when they're sleeping. I think he might be talking about your mom and dad, too, do you think? Uh, probably. And he says he's got to tell Latasha something. He says he wants to thank you for your insights, that you helped the whole family with your knowledge. The whole family couldn't have done it without you. You made everyone feel at ease. And everyone was so proud of you. And they thought, wow, she's really grown up. And he says, that confidence, it helped me to cross on the other side. And he says he has a grandma spirit with him. And the grandma spirit kisses him on the side of his head all the time. And he also wants to tell you, and sometimes I go for car rides with you, and your dogs know it. Aw. Aw. That's so sweet. Um, would it be okay with, with that day when he passed over and everything? Because I know it was a very emotional day for all of us. He said it was perfect. I felt totally surrounded in love. And he felt like everybody was ready. He felt like everyone was sort of like opening up the path for him, like sort of saying it's okay to go, like everybody felt good about it, everyone felt like it was the right decision. Do you feel like that's true? Yeah, no, we, we everybody had prepared themselves mentally, um, mm. but it's still actually doing it, it was just, you know, it was just really tough, and um, mm. it always you know, is. 
Oh, and that's funny that he says that uh, my presence made a difference because that was one thing my dad said was that he said he wouldn't have been able to do it without me there. Oh, and that's so sweet. They're so proud of you. It's like Aww. he shows me that your parents parents thought you were so wise. Oh, mm-hmm. has he been reunited with Bo and Mo? Those are his friends. Yeah, like everybody you can imagine. Mom, everybody you can imagine. I've been very busy. <laughs> I've been running and running, and I even get muddy. It's great here. Aw. Oh, Latasha. Well, I'm glad that he's doing well. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, that's gonna, um, that'll help give us a lot of closure. We just, you know, wanted to make sure that he was, which I knew he was okay. I read a lot of books to him on the day of about heaven and the Bible and what God says about animals. The same thing I did with Trooper and Mukau when they passed is, like, you know, I yeah. tell them things about them, where they're going and what it's going to be like. So, Oh, it's so perfect. That's so perfect. And tell your parents, too, if they feel him on the bed with them or walking over them, that's him. Okay. I will. I'll let them know for sure. Thank you so much, Laura. Oh, you're welcome, Latasha. You guys be well. You too. And give Seymour my love. Tell her to get better soon. I will. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Latasha. Oh, Latasha. That was Latasha with Sammy. Our regular I know callers. Your childhood dog. It's so hard to yeah. lose your childhood dog. That's really hard. I know. Oh. I, I lost my childhood dog on Christmas Day. Oh, jeez. So terrible. He hung himself oh. on the. I know. What? I knew before then. Yeah, like he says. Uh swivel you know on the chain mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. they didn't make the swivel on the outdoor leads then mm-hmm. so he was like tied up outside on the, the you know the mm-hmm. lead that hangs from the wire and um he was he got like a little delusional and he was doing circles and he hung himself but the weird thing is while we were eating christmas breakfast i saw him behind the baby gate in the kitchen and i thought to myself wow juice looks so good. And then later on, we found out that he was left outside and he died. So oh, I saw his geez. That is a and, harsh story. I know. <laughs> and you know what? It, I kind of like it when they pass away on, um, on like holidays and birthdays and things because you always think of them extra on those days, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then that time, you know, I was just like 18 when it happened. And then I remember I wrote him a letter. I might have told you this. I wrote him a letter and after he passed away. And then I wrote a letter from him to myself. And I still have it, actually. And I was actually communicating with him, but I didn't know that I was. Wow. So I think you that's something that people can do when they lose their pets. They can write them a letter and then pretend that they're their pets and then write something back. And in there will be communications from your pets. Some will be stuff that comes from your own mind, but others will be from your pets. But when did you, so when did you know, I mean, I know you always saw spirits and all that stuff, but like when did you know for a fact that you were communicating with animals? Like when did you have that confidence or that, you know, like, oh, wow, I'm really doing this. Yesterday? <laughs> this morning? <laughs> Five minutes ago? <laughs> well, I mean, I, um, you know, it came over time because I, like, especially when I first started doing it professionally, like, I, I would have to, like, be in another room with the door closed. Like, the client couldn't even be there. I had to be with the dog. And then I would write everything, and then I would only say, like, half of what I got. Because some of the stuff was like so absurd, I can't couldn't even imagine saying it. So it took like I would say hundreds and hundreds of people saying, "Oh my God, how did you know that? Oh my God, there's no way you could have known that." I totally get what you mean, you know. Like so many of those before I was like, "Wow, I'm really cool. Like I'm doing it." <laughs> you know, like I'm really doing a cool thing. 
which wow. is pretty amazing. Once you do have that, like, solid, like, I am doing it, which I, I really, mm-hmm. I was joking when I, you know, just yesterday or whatever, but, like, now I'm really solid. I know when I'm doing it. So then when somebody looks at me and says, no, that's wrong, mm-hmm. I know I have just, like, a little bit of feeling of being off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm not off. Like, I, I'm on. I'm mm-hmm. on. So right. I can say, no, I'm, I'm on. You just might figure it out later. Like what the yeah. animal was talking about. And usually they do. Yeah. That's so interesting. But being on the radio, they're hard because you have to work really fast. Like the animal yeah, I know. Really say it really fast. And because we're doing it so fast, there's a little bit more leeway for being a little bit like, you know, a little bit off. So that's why I have to go back and ask questions. Sometimes when the people are talking, I go back and I ask the animal questions. Like, is that exactly what you said? You know, so that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that I can be more and more accurate. But that's the most important thing. For, like, people who are talking to, who are calling in, like, prepare your animal. Someone's going to talk to you. You've got to answer fast and you've got to be really clear. Because if, if the animal is prepared, then it comes quicker and faster and easier. Well, let's talk to Trixie, the dog, who's on Facebook. Uh, Rosie, the mom, is calling in. Um, Trixie is a year and a half years old. She's afraid on walks with separation anxiety. So let's talk to her, Rosie. Uh, Rosie, what kind of dog is Trixie? Do you see it? Hi. She is. Hi. I'm not sure. We just adopted her, and it says it's a terrier mix, but she looks Mm -hmm. like she could be a wiener dog because her body's really long. Mm-hmm. And she has those really funny yeah, ears. Yeah, she does look like a little wiener. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure. She's adorable. So um, we just got her two weeks ago for on Valentine's weekend. After a lot of oh. talking, me and my husband decided we we're going to adopt a dog. We lost our bimbo eight months ago, so that was really oh. hard for me. So I took your your advice. You had said maybe to take our daughter and have it be her dog. So we took her to the shelter, and she got to choose it and name it. So she's the mommy, and I'm the grandma. Oh, I see. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we, and, Rosie, what's asked, your daughter's name again? Isabella. Oh, do I, do I know Isabella? I don't think you do, no. Oh, okay. No. I thought I did for some reason. I thought I – okay. No, and so um, – Every time that we want to take her for a walk, she totally freaks out. And I don't know if it has anything to do with what happened to her before. I don't know what happened. Like I said, we we got her from the pound. And, you know, we don't make it down our driveway. And she's just fighting us and fighting us. And a car passes and she freaks out or she sees other dogs and forget it. You know, she wants to run the other way. And also with the anxiety of separation, you know, um, if I have to run an errand or pick up my daughter or something, she, she, I can hear her crying in the house and I can hear her running all over the house. I just, I want her to know that we're going to come back, that there's no reason for her to be scared. And I, I don't know how to do that. Okay. So let's tell her. So one of the things too, that you can tell her when you're leaving the house is say, say, I'm going to drop off Isabella at school or whatever you're going to go do. And you're just going to be here for a little while and kind of picture in your mind how long you're going to be gone. Okay. And then say, I'm going to be back soon, so be brave, play with your toys, sleep on your bed, and tell her what she can do when you leave. Do you okay, know how to say, lick and and blink your eyes and do those calming signals too oh, that help? Okay. Because um, last time we went to the store and we came back and my daughter's room was a mess. She had taken all her shoes out and the laundry basket was all over the place. Oh, so you might want was... to think about containing her in a smaller space. Sometimes they feel safer in a smaller okay. space. Okay. Um, but let's get Trixie and see what she has to say to you. Trixie, mm-hmm. honey, do you hear me? Do you know that your mom wants to talk to you? I know that she's my new mom or grandma. I know that they're trying to get me to feel safe, but I feel anxious. And the wind makes me upset. The wind makes me upset. And when I go outside, I hear noises and big things. And there's just so much to look at. And I think, oh, my gosh, I can't breathe. And I don't know how to handle it. The world is so big. And I just think to myself, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. 
So, Trixie, one of the things that you could do is start paying more attention to your mom and to your grandma when you're out walking. Maybe you, Rosie, maybe you could bring treats with you and maybe get her to focus on you and give her a treat or that's a good focus idea. on you and, and pat her and just sort of rem- remember that there's like a safety net with her people. So regardless okay. of all the stuff that's going on around her, if she turns and looks at you and pays attention to you, that's safe. Okay. Okay, Trixie, do you understand? She says, when I said earlier to lick, what should she lick? You lick your own face, like your own, like your own mouth. Like to calm yourself or blink your eyes or look away or stretch. Those are your calming signals that make you, that help your body get calm when you're feeling anxious. Sometimes my tail cramps down. Oh, and then I cramp my body down. So she's saying she, like, cowers a little bit. Yes, she does that all the time. And it's funny you mentioned the tail because that's something we always comment on, that her tail, when it's wagging, it doesn't go all the way up. It just kind of, It's almost like in the middle, and she wags it, and then she just goes down like she's afraid. Mm. Well, tail wag can be anxiousness. It's not okay. always happy. Okay, okay. So she, so she's probably wagging because she's anxious and then she's cramping it because she's scared. Hmm. So one of the things you can do when she cramps her tail is to say, stand up straight, be confident. You know, you could get her to walk forward a couple of steps and then treat her. Um, mm-hmm. Take your tail out, Trixie, and, you know, kind of relax your body, lick and yawn. It would help her to get around other dogs, too, so that she learns those calming signals from other dogs. Okay. Yes, because she, she, she's she a dog she, and she runs she the other way. Treats. Yes, she does. <laughs> she said she likes little pieces of chicken. Yes. That, oh, my God, yes. Okay. That is so funny because that's what I mm-hmm. give her as a treat. And the vet told me I cannot do that. And I said, but she likes. <laughs> oh, you can do that. Where she told me, no. That is so funny because we just, we just took her to the vet yesterday and she told me, don't give her chicken. And I said, why not? I don't put any spices. It's just boiled. And she loves it. <laughs> yeah, you can give her chicken. Did she say why you can't? She said because it's human food and she really wants me to get her on dog food. And I said, you know, we, we oh, also have her on dog food. But, uh, no. No, but, no know, I think and, it's good for you. It's good for them. Well, I, cause I, even, cause I mentioned to her, I had my bimbo 18 years, and we always gave her chicken. I'm like, so I'm, I think we did something right. And she said, no, I yeah. want dog food. No. Yeah, no wonder why she brought it up again. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my God. Laura, real quick, is, do you see her health-wise? Is she okay? Yeah, she seems fine health-wise. She just seems like she needs more socialization and more confidence. Yes. And remember, okay. since you re- you rescued her, less yes. is more. So okay. short outing, set her up for success. Not And when people have small dogs, they want other people want to hold them all the time. Don't have a lot of people mm-hmm. hold her. You okay. can pet her, but, but, you know, don't pass her around. No, and no, also, no. you just you just got her a couple weeks ago, right? Yes. So, yeah. So she's so you know new, and she's still yes, gonna take. Laura, how how long did you say it takes for the dog well, to get used to? Sometimes up to five to eight months until you see the dog you really oh, are going to have. Wow. Okay. Because what happens is they come into your home, and once they start to feel really safe in in a home, they then their mind can start processing their past and everything that mm-hmm. they've been through. And oftentimes during that period, an animal might start to have some like post-traumatic stress responses. Uh, some okay. animals might start growling. Some animals want to sleep more. Um, some animals might be more excitable. And you just kind of let them be and let them work through it. And many times they come out of it. So, oh, um, okay. so let them sleep. Don't wake her up too much. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's really important. And, and, uh, don't overstimulate her with people and activities. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you oh, so you much. Welcome. Congratulations on your new dog. Thank Tracy. you very much. <laughs> yes. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Rosie. Bye. Yeah, that's so. Because um, yeah, that's that's true, right? We should let them sleep and relax. You say, and uh, not overstimulate them when you first rescue a new animal. Yeah, that's what you do with Fenway, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he has and that kind of anxiety still too. 
yeah, he still has that anxiety, but it's gotten so much better. Um, I've been trying to do uh, the look at me and the treats on the walks uh, every now and then. I need to be more consistent than I am. But he learns pretty quickly, and he does get, he is very anxious. I don't know why. It's like the weirdest thing. But, you know. Well, he's sort of just getting out into the world again, too. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, I've had him since October, so it's like five months-ish. Yeah, they've been like a few months. Yeah, I hope he gets over this anxiety. I just feel bad for him, you know. I'm going to try not to feel bad, like you say, but, like, I'm trying to – I always say, like, be confident, like, soon as he starts doing that thing. (laughs) Like He's like, what pretty... does that look like? You got to tell yeah. him what it looks like. What does yeah. be confident mean? I don't, I don't know. know how to be confident. I know. That's what's <laughs> like going on in my mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I go, be confident. I shouldn't say, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the dialogue in my head. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Let's go to Erica, who has a chihuahua named June Carter. And June is on our Facebook page. She's th- three to five years old, a rescue, and she always runs away, it seems, when she gets outside. Erica, oh, no. <laughs> welcome to the show, and tell us about June. Um, hi, can you hear me? Yep, we can. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I rescued June a year ago. Last, It was last February. And... Um, she was found running on the streets, and at that time, um, she was pregnant. Actually, she was rescued by a, a you know, stray animal um, foundation, but um, she was pregnant, so then she had her babies, and I started fostering her with her two young pups. Um, oh, yeah, it was great <laughs> last year, um, and I kept them until they were weaned, and then they got adopted. So um, she's a little feisty. I mean, she's amazing. But when she – she doesn't always do it. She listens to me about half of the time. But, like, I'll open the door to be, like, sweeping out dust or something, and, and I'll see her there, and I'll say no. But then all of a sudden she'll dart, and she darted last week out into traffic and went into the – you know, just into a really trafficy area. And if I try to go after her to get her, she runs faster and further. Oh, so, no. I know. <laughs> so I don't – you know, it's like I, I chase – I follow her – Flash chase her because if I lose sight of her, I'm not going to know where she is. But then also, right. when she keeps running, maybe she thinks it's a game. But it really feels like she's like trying to get away, you know? Yeah. So okay. And so and so, are you keeping her? Are you her home for life? Yes. Okay. Good. Um. Okay. So let let me get her and sit. Well, let's ask her. I'd like to ask her, I mean, for, we're going to tell her the dangers, why that's so dangerous. You know, somebody can steal her. She can get hit by a car. She could get eaten by an animal. I mean, you know, she could get stolen or picked up. Yeah. And, um, or, and then, but also, like, why are you doing it? Like, what, what are you feeling when you do that? Because I think yeah, that's important for her Yeah, to something at. she needs from me that would help with that. Or if she misses her babies or I don't know what, you know. Yeah. Okay, let's get. I mean, I have a feeling that that's how she got lost in the first place. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, that's what I think too. That's always what I thought is like she's a runner, so she got lost, and I'm like, well, now she's chipped and she wears my phone number, but still, you know, I don't want her to get hit by a car or yeah, you know, by you know, and they're so little, and still, you never know who's gonna pick her up and steal her. So, um, okay, June Carter, are you listening? What do you think about all of this? Why are you darting out of the door? She says she does it because she likes the feeling of her legs running fast. And my thighs are so strong. And I get so much power from it. Run as fast as you can until you can't breathe. But, June, honey, it kind of seems like you're running away from something, too. It kind of seems like maybe you're startled or you're like, because why are you running from mom and you're not doing it smart? You're not conscious when you're running because you're running into traffic and you're, like, actually going to, and you're not paying attention to where you're going and you're, you're putting yourself in a lot of danger. You could get hit by a car. You could get picked up by a dog. 
You could get picked up by a person who's not nice or a person who's going to steal you. Very, very dangerous what you're doing. She says when she's running, sometimes she runs through time zones. What do you mean when you run through time zones? She says when she runs, there are different parts of her life as she's running. That's kind of like a post-traumatic stress or something. It's like she's having memories of all the times that she darted. Oh, wow. So, like, what are you thinking? Like, what are some of those times? Like, can you think about the one that would make you run away the most? Like, what's that one? Uh, she said the man with the... With, with the flying, what is it? With the big loud noises that go flying. I can't tell if it's like drums or if it's something that makes like a drum sound. They would throw things at me like cans. And the water would splash on me. And I didn't like it. And then they would yell. Do you know why they were throwing things at you? Do you remember why they were throwing things? Probably because I peed on his shoes. Does she pee in the house? What? Does she pee in the house? Yeah. Um, you know what? She, she's funny about She doesn't really, but I take her out quite a lot, and she's with me a lot. Um, yeah. But she, once in a while, she, she doesn't ever ask to go out, really. Like, mm. it's really hard to tell when she wants to go out. And she will, once in a while, go in my bathroom and pee on the bathroom rug. And I'm kind of like, I'm there. I'm home. Mm. And you know what? That makes sense, too, because she's making a connection. Like, she's making the connection of the bathroom, right? Because that's where you yeah, go to the Oh, she's right in front of the toilet on the rug, which I kind of think, well, that's pretty smart. That's where I go. I mean, yeah. she's pretty smart. And if she ever had a pee pad, it would make complete sense. So that she would use, like, a rug in the bathroom. Um, But I wonder, so then peeing on somebody's shoes is a definite statement. Right. (laughs) So one of the things we have to get her to to kind of get her back to herself and that when she runs away that she has to force herself to turn back. Before and that you can bring her to places where she can run and have fun, but she's getting she's going into a place that's not safe for her, and she needs to stop that. Do you understand that, June? You have to be really, really smart about your running. And like sometimes I think you're running away from a bad memory, and you you have to stop that. You don't need to run away from your home anymore. Your home is your home for life. That's the place where you find love safe there. Your home is a safe place where you're filled with love. And when that door opens, you have to remember that. You have to remember where's a safe place and where's a dangerous place. It might have been the opposite before. Home might not have been safe before, but it's safe now. And you got to keep reminding yourself that over and over again, even when the door is closed. Because the more you remember that, the more you'll stay safe. Very important. You can't run like that. And you're a little dog. You can run like a spaz around the house. You don't need to run outside like that. Very, very important that you understand that. Tell my mom it's safe in her lap, too. I do feel safe around her. Oh, good. Okay? you got to remember that. Is it only when she opens up the door? Well, I mean, there have been a couple of times, I mean... That like she'll she's jumped out of my car when I open the car door. Uh, but w- once I left a, a gate open accidentally, we have a little yard, and she of course left. I mean, I don't well, know. they're it's all doorways. You know? What's that? They're all they're all doorways. Yeah, it's not yes. like you're at the dog park and all of a sudden she takes off. They're all doorways. Ooh. There's the door to the house, the gate, the door to the car. So yeah. it's, her, it's bringing back something where she was in, a, in an unsafe home before, and home was unsafe. And so when she saw the door open, that was her chance to get safe, to run away. Yeah. So now she has to remember that that triggering of the door open is 
is actually a time where she can stay home. So I would work on reconditioning her mind and, like, training that, opening up the door, throwing a treat, and she, then she has to go and run for, to get the treats on the ground. Like, I wouldn't so, even teach it today because she wants to run. I don't know every time you open up a door, like, kind of throw, like, five treats on the ground and let her sort of go run for those. And you can give that a command, like, go get them or, or find it or, okay. you know, you know, give it a command. Funny too, because she act- always acts afraid of doors. Even when I'm leading her back inside through a door, she always really cowers as she's going back in. Yeah, because and I'm sure if she was a runner, somebody was picking her when she would try to run out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it makes sense. It's like her exit, but I'm sure that whoever had her before was like, you know, wasn't shy about kicking her back. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so, Laura, you're suggesting the, yeah, like the more of like a training, a behavioral reconditioning training. I think you have to bring it into this situation because with things that are so embedded in us, we all need to sort of have training because it's a reaction. She's been conditioned. and something like the door or the gate or the something opens and that's her time to like flee. And so we need to, we can tell her, you know, you need to kind of pull yourself back in, remember and she can very well change, and from this day forward, never do it again. I don't ever want to, like, leave that as something that can't happen. But to really set her up for success, we have to give her a new experience of what happens when the door opens. And I don't think for her a sit-stay is the best training method because she wants to – she says, my – when she feels complete freedom when she's running away. My body feels good. My thighs feel strong. I mean, that's, like – you know, she just escaped something terrible and she feels great because she's like on the go. So we need to give her that same sensation, but to keep her in the house. Yeah. Um, and that's an, that is another thing. I've been told not to chase her, like, around the house, but she loves it. But, but you know, I've... So I've heard- I wouldn't chase her, though. Like, I, if she was another dog and didn't have this issue, I wouldn't chase her. And the thing about sometimes I really kind of watch closely about your chasing game because fooling around, like, stress fooling around and playing looks very, very similar. Okay. So sometimes when a dog is, like, nervous and running away and, like, sort of play, sort of, like, fooling around, it looks like play. So you kind of just want to make sure that, you know, you're even seeing play when you're chasing her and you're not seeing, like, but yeah, no, I, I feel like I 100% am. She has this little course where she'll, like, go underneath a chair and then run under a table and then leap really, like, do this really long leap onto the couch and then back down. And I just basically move, just shift my body weight a little bit in the room, you know, like, I'm going to get you. And she just does this whole little course. And she, she seems really happy when she does it. <laughs> Okay, so then when you do that, you can do that when the door opens. Then play her on, with her on the other side, in the house, and play that game. But that game should never be played without a command and a firm beginning and end. So okay. she should be in, like, a sit stay, and then the play game starts, and then a come, sit, okay. and then the game stops. Okay, Because yeah. I, I, I'm really – I don't feel that great about that game either, knowing that she runs. And like you said, you shift your body a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have to be so conscious of your body when you're doing a recall. And what happens if you're, she's running outside and you shift your body a little bit? Right. She's going to, you know, so you really have to work that recall in the house. So it's, I would play that game and work the recall, make sure that recall in that game, there's three or four recalls. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank okay. you so much, Erica, for calling in. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Laura. Thanks. June sure. Carter, she is a, June Carter is a survivor. She is a survivor. She didn't live yeah. with somebody who was very nice. He wasn't nice at yeah. all. June, your mom's going to play that game with you, okay? But you got to do the recalls, too, and you got to stay in the house. Very yeah. important. Very important. I got to work on that with Fenway, too. I mean, Fenway doesn't run, but he has terrible recall. And I think I do play that similar game with the shifting, and then he runs around the house. I don't think that helps oh, with really? the recall. Yeah. Yeah, use the recall in there, in that game. Yeah. 
that's what I think I need to do because I mean, yeah, recalls just... are so important. They can save a dog's life. Mm-hmm. They're so mm-hmm. important. I mean, I think a, a good recall is more important than anything else. Yeah, it's, it it really is. Too. Yeah, but a recall you use more even than a stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really important. I gotta work on it. Gotta work on it. Uh, we have yeah, April calling in about it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go if ahead. you play that game and you know you shift your body a little bit, sometimes the reaching for their collar when they come to you can look like a coming to get you. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah. No, I know. He definitely thinks that. Like if I'm in that game mode and I try to reach for him, he'll like run. Uh-oh. It's pretty funny, but okay, I gotta stop. I gotta like incorporate the recall in there. Um, okay, so we got April who's calling about a dog she wants to adopt named Laddie, who is a Norwich Terrier. Um, he's been too sick to get adopted though, and wants to know how her animals, Ralphie and Henry, feel about it. So. April, um, tell us about who's Laddie, who's Ralphie, and who's Henry. What what kind of dogs are they? Okay. Hi, Laura. Um, Hi. Well, Laddie is the Norwich Terrier that we would like to adopt, and Ralphie is the uh, 16-year-old terrier that passed on in November. We We saw you down at Aloha after she passed. And Henry is our 18-year-old cat. And so the question is, um, we've been on the waiting list for Laddie, and he he has a lot of skin irritation. He's allergic to something, and they can't quite figure out what it is, whether it's fleas or grass or food. He had He's had eye and ear infections, and every time he's scheduled for um, neutering, they cancel it because he's just not, healthy enough so we're we're wondering if he knows if we're the right fit for him because we go on lots of walks we've had flea problems where we live anyway with our last terrier and so we just want to make sure i'm thinking that i think we should pick like one one of the animals to talk to because i think talking to three of them is going to take up too much time okay well i i guess to see if, if laddie if laddie is feeling does he feel like he's improving down there? Because they, they, they haven't been sure how to treat him because he keeps having allergic reactions to something. So is he, is he feeling like well, he's getting maybe better? Maybe he needs to come home and get better. So well, yeah, but, he, they can't, but he's not healthy enough to be neutered, so that's why we can't take him yet. Is he at we a shelter? To, yeah, he's at the Humane Society. Oh, okay. So I think we need to tell him that the healthier you get the more you can go home. So, and if, um, he knows, if he knows what's causing his difficulties, you know, does he, does he know if it's a flea bite or if, it, if he, you know, if it's when he goes out on a walk, is that what makes him feel itchy? You know, we're trying to figure out if, if our home is, is going to be a good fit for and, him. Okay, and so he's met you? Yes, yes. We've been down there a few times and, you know, we formed a, an early attachment with him and just hope that it works out, but we we keep coming up against these roadblocks. Okay, hold on. Let's get Laddie. Hold on. Okay. I want to go home with them. I feel like I'm supposed to go home with them. Oh, <laughs> Everything here makes me stressed. It's the smell of the cleaning stuff. And the energy here makes me itchy. He says he gets scared when certain dogs come in or certain dogs are near him. He wants a calm room. He says he wants the really good soft food. Okay. He says most of the food that he eats gives him a stomach ache. 
I mean, I think of it, a lot of it is the environment that he's in. He just does not do well in a shelter environment at all. Uh-huh. And so his, he's sort of on overdrive. And my body shakes sometimes. Like he gets the cold shakes. Does he feel like I wonder he's getting better? I wonder if he's actually getting cold. Like he might actually be getting cold there. Uh huh. Um, is he like inside? Is he like in the building, or does he have a kennel, or it's inside outside? Well, he, well, he was outside, um, outside the first couple times we went down there, um, but then they they've given him a lot of these medicated baths, trying to get him. You know, his belly has been really red, and also his feet have had a, a sensitivity to something. So the last time we went down, he was inside. Oh my God, um, he could be allergic to, to Yeah, he could be allergic to grains. That sounds like yeast a little bit. So like any type of gluten or corn. But it could be exactly what he was saying. It could be the cleaning stuff, the bleach they're using on the floor. Uh-huh. God, they really need to release him to like a foster and trust that you'll you'll get him better and then and then neuter him. That's what they yeah, it, there's no it's curious because they've, you know, they've been very attentive and they've and they said he's on the best food. You know, they've done every. It sounds like they've done everything they can for him to try to neutralize whatever could be causing him these reactions, and just nothing is working. They said they have him on um, grain-free diet, and so it's it's kind of a curiosity. And the other part of this is our cat um, Henny. We have to make sure that Laddie would know that he can't chase Henny because he's 18 and he's a scaredy cat. <laughs> he says he's okay with animals. I'm okay with all little animals, he says. Okay. okay. I have compassion. But they should be able to test him with cats too there at the shelter. Have they done that? Yeah, we we did that. We walked him around the cats, but they were just... You know, they were just lying down. They weren't running away because, you mm. know, our other dog was was fine unless the the cat would run and then the dog yeah, would he, chase. It seems like he's going to be okay. Like he might kind of go after curious, but he's not going to go and hurt them. I don't okay. get that from him at all. I don't get that from him at all. And I wonder, too, so, you know, he could have some vaccination allergies. They've been vaccinating him. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just want to chime in here because this sounds really um, similar to my situation with my dog, Fenway, who I uh, rehomed, and he Uh has major allergy issues that we're still working on, but it's helped to change the food, and they, like, minimize the proteins is what Mm -hmm. they did with him. So, yeah, he's on grain-free and all that, but also, like, not giving him chicken. But we started with, like, a totally different protein. So he's on venison right now where that he didn't wasn't exposed to before so we could, like, kind of eliminate anything else. And he's also taking all these natural supplements. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You need to release that dog to go home so you can see if you can figure it out and then neuter him. I mean, so, there's got to okay, be another well, we, organization that they can... Yeah, is that possible? Actually, pardon me? Hmm. I just oh, think is that, that possible? they're not working with you. I, I, to me, I don't know a rescue organization that if they that, that wouldn't make an exception for a good home. You know, it doesn't sound like they're working with you that way. I, I don't well, know. They sound yeah, to be a little strict. We hadn't we hadn't really asked that you know we hadn't and maybe that will be our next question if he still doesn't get neutered because of his um, rash that maybe I'll ask that yeah, next time we're there. Yeah, I'm kind of contract yeah. that you'll get you know you'll owe them like hundreds of dollars if you don't get him neutered you know or that he needs to be neutered by a certain date or he, you need to bring him in for a health check once a week or you know I mean there's got to be something you can do. Yeah. Okay, um, is there any oh, way you could ask? He a good thing, and he wants to come home, and he sounds like he'll be good with a cat, so. Yeah. Um, you have to keep us posted. Can you ask, I know you're I'm taking up some time, but um, could you ask Ralphie or Henny 
if they have any thoughts about this. Can you tell me what Henry looks like again? Henny is or an Henny? 18-year-old um, tabby cat, and his picture is up on the Facebook page along with Ralphie's. He says he wants to get our dog home. Because my people need a dog now. <laughs> They're missing dog energy. Yeah. And that makes me sad. He says he wants you to know that he's ready and he can do it. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, oh, yeah, I guess I we will just give it a. On Facebook, they're so cute, all of them. Yeah, they are. They are all sweethearts. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we will keep trying. Then we'll go down and see if maybe they will release him and see if we can get him healthier here. Oh, great. Yeah, keep us posted. Okay. Thank you very much, Laura. <laughs> Good luck with him. We should all send healing thoughts out to Laddie and picture yeah. his body all healed. He is so cute. Oh, my gosh, you've got to see those pictures on Facebook. Oh, so adorable. Laddie, where are you? Hmm? They're down quite a ways, and you'll see there's there's two pictures right next to each other under Ken Euros. Um. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Luca <laughs> ran outside to see. Oh, really? He was barking. It's Fenway. <laughs> it's Fenway. Luca's looking to see where he is. Luca. <laughs> He's hearing something outside. <laughs> this is what happens when you bring your dog to work. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So what what should I be doing now as he's barking? You could call him over to you and tell him to be quiet. Fenway. Fenway. Oide. Praise the... Hmm? Praise what the do I do? as he looks at you. Okay. Fenway. Oide. Fenway. He's... Oh. Good. Good oide. Oide means come <laughs> in Japanese. You're so funny. You're like, oh, he actually came. Yeah. <laughs> I you know the barking. I, I don't even like, hear it. Doesn't he bark like that? I do a sharp like, hey. Oh, yeah, I've tried that and, too. And then as soon as they tilt an ear in your direction, praise them. Okay. Good puppy, come. Good come. Yeah. Oh, good. Good lying down on your bed quietly. <laughs> Luca just, just came over when I said that. <laughs> That's too funny. He's like, oh, am I from? Good boy, little Luke. He said, uh, Luca, so, your can I ask Luca? Can I, I know it's a little early, but can I do Luca Storm with uh, with uh, words oh, of wisdom? Yeah. Of course. Because I posted his picture. Um, on Facebook for Pet Psychic Radio today, so I thought maybe we could just talk to him. Luca, sure. honey, do you want do you want to say any words of wisdom? Because I know you have lots of wisdom in there. What do you want to say? He's a beauty. He says that everybody should teach their animal a trick. And what trick should we teach your animal? You like the trick of climbing a tree? How am I going to get you to climb a tree, honey? <laughs> he thinks it'd be really cool to be up there like a squirrel. Oh, well, maybe I could find, like, a tree that has, like, a boulder that where you could go up on one of the limbs or something. Maybe I could do that. Then he says that, He wants people out there to know that little dogs like Luca are perfect for small homes. (laughs) You know why he's saying that, I think? Because this rescue organization called and wanted me to come and look at this wolf hybrid. And, Mm -hmm. um, of course, I went, right? And I was, like, fell in love with the dog. And and it was, like, 90 pounds and stuff. And I was, like, you know, because I used to have mine. I was, like, maybe I could do a wolf hybrid again. And this dog was really good. Yeah. And I brought Jim and 
both fell in love with the dog, but Jim was like, no, we can't do a big dog again. We can't do a big dog. <laughs> so I think that's where Luca got it from. Besides the fact <laughs> we have three big dogs. I mean, it's not like we don't have big dogs now, but we have our five dogs all together. But. Yeah. <laughs> so we, did, really we didn't get the wolf dog, but I think that's where Luca got it from. I just want to say that Luca's not that small either. <laughs> no, he's not that small. And he's, he, you know, he kind of picks on smaller dogs. I know, like when you say, oh, small dogs, you think of like, you know, a chihuahua or a small poodle, like Aloha, but not like Luca. Luca's like a regular size standard poodle. I mean, a little bit on the smaller side, but. Well, he's under 30 pounds. He is? He looks, yeah, I guess he, yeah. Fenway's like 50, so. Yeah, he's he's pretty, I mean, he's pretty small. I mean, he's not like a small, like you put in your jacket small, but. Like, Aloha's nine pounds. That's small. That's small. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. And Luca comes along with Aloha fine, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he gets along with Aloha. Perfectly fine. I just also wanted to share, going back to that allergy thing, because I know it sounds like it's something that's happening more often with people and their pets. Um, and I've been, like, just you know, pulling my hair out, trying to figure out what's going on with Fenway. And I've shared with you, Laura, some of the stuff that I've been doing, but we really did um, find that eliminating, you know, the other foods and just sticking to one protein. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, it's all grain free, very high quality food. Um, I couldn't do raw because I financially couldn't afford to continue with that. Mm -hmm. So, but I did find a really good high quality food and then um, changing the bedding to a hypoallergenic bedding. And also um, I'm using the Pure Encapsulations Aller Essentials, which is a hypoallergenic dietary supplement. Oh, and right. um, yeah, and that's really, really helpful. It seems like that's I've been so good. Yeah, giving him that every day with his food. Let's ask Fenway how he's feeling. Sure. Benny, Benray, how you feeling in your bod? I'm kind of getting more like super dog every day. He says that he doesn't get that sticky, wet feeling so much on his body, which I think is that weepy skin feeling, you know? Mm. He says, you know that feeling of being tired? I'm not really that tired anymore. And I feel like my head is getting clearer. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I, we do squatting exercises together. What's that? Squatting exercises? Um... I'm not sure. Are you doing like a workout on TV or something? That's really funny you say that because Fenway, Fenway, he's not looking at me. Um, I've been trying to get the this DVD, Pilates DVD, to work on my TV, and it hasn't worked. Oh. So, I've been so what did he say? You've been doing, doing them together, but you haven't been doing them? We haven't been doing it yet, but I was trying to get it to work, and I put the yoga mat out yesterday. Oh, so that's what he's saying, that he, maybe he wants you to be doing the Pilates DVD. He wants you to do the yeah. squatting exercises together. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to it. Uh, we're going to get to it. Soon, but I know anyway. my r- roommate does yoga every morning outside the front, in the front uh, patio. Oh, really? Does he sit outside yeah. with your roommate? or is he? Yeah, he sits by the door, door a lot. The door's open. Oh, a lot so of... maybe that's what he's talking about, too. <laughs> How so, funny. He's like, yeah. <laughs> you like it when they do yoga and Pilates at home, huh? <laughs> then, like, what that's really funny. Are <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Okay. Well, we're going to be here next week. Don't forget. Um, and you can tune in. Uh, until then, you can go to the Pet Psychic dot com that's thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication we'll see you all next week bye 
Bye, everyone. I'm shaking the floor.